Hey, Emmy, can you say this is dinner for dessert? This is dinner for dessert. Close enough. Hey, Jonesy. Hey, Pomp. You know what year it is right now? It's 2019. It's 2019. Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year to you, dude. Last time we were hanging out here, it was uh, way, way, way back in the past. Uh, What was it? The year, I think 2018, right? Yeah, it was a whole year ago. Crazy, crazy. Now, Jonesy, what if I told you that it isn't actually 2019 right now? That's impossible. What if I told you that it's actually the year 1722 AD? Um, are you sure you want to say something like that? Because I think the hospital's down the road. Now, uh, listen, Jonesy, I have something crazy that I learned this week uh, about, about our calendar and about time in general that blew my mind and I wanted to share it with you. I'm all ears, man. Spread it on me. There is a theory... It's called the phantom time hypothesis that says that 297 years of history were just completely made up in like the Middle Ages sometime. By, by who? Just a bunch of uh, random dudes in power around like 1000 AD. Uh, it was three guys. It was Pope Sylvester II, uh, the Roman Emperor Otto III, and the Byzantine Emperor Constantine. The three of these guys got together and they said, you know what? We want to make ourselves look cooler. So we're going to add like 300 years of history to, 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 to like beef up our status and our family status and our historical status. And we're just going to put it into the calendar because most people can't read the calendar anyway and they won't know the difference. Yeah, you know, uh, this kind of make, makes a little bit of sense to me. I started watching the show Game of Thrones. Have you ever heard of it? Oh, it's a, it's a little show, right? It's like a kind of like a boutique show. Yeah, like nobody, following. nobody really <laughs> likes it. It's on some cable channel that no one gets. <laughs> yeah. But uh, this sounds to me like some Game of Thrones level, level chicanery. It really is Game of Thrones like uh, tomfoolery. Like a couple of guys got together and said, you know what? Uh, I feel like it should be this year, so it's going to be this year. And then if you don't agree with it, well, here comes a spear, dude. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like anyone who knew better and was like, you can't just change the calendar. They just killed them. Yeah. And so they change all of history, right? And, and here's the thing. It's not just a crazy theory. There's actually some archaeological evidence to back it up. One of them is if you look at uh, the time period up to like, I want to say like 600 AD, there's like so much stuff that happens in history. And then, start, and then starting in like 900 AD, there's all this like historical stuff where there's plenty of evidence and so much written record of things that happen. But between like 600 and 900 AD, there's like hardly anything. There's basically just like a few tidbits of what happened over those 300 years. One of them was about this uh, great king called Charlemagne. And they're basically saying that Charlemagne wasn't even a real person. They just made him up. They made up Charlemagne. He's not a real... Not a real historical character. He's like a King Arthur. Kind like of a thing. King Arthur, like a, like a complete fictional work? Yeah, yeah. And so that would mean, if this turns out to be true, right, that means this year is the year 1722. Wow. 
Should we be getting ready for the uh, Boston Tea Party then? I think so. Is that what happened in 7022? I feel like that's around that time, right? Yeah, I think we're off by like 50 years. Yeah, someone, someone's going someone's to call me out on that one. The good thing is we're not a history podcast, so if we're wrong with all of our facts, nobody's going to fact check us. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So um, that blew my mind. And for those who may be interested in hearing more about it, you know, you could always shoot us a, a, a message on Twitter or Instagram and, and we could send you the link. But it's crazy. Or you could just Google it yourself. It's called the Phantom Time Hypothesis. It blew my mind. I think it would blow uh, your guys' minds as well if you read the, the full article. So, you know, I think that's wild, too, because it's so they they give a lot of information in the article that seems like it makes sense. But at the same time, like. I'm, I don't know much about history. Like, I couldn't tell you, like, what year a certain thing happened or not, you know? Like, there might be a, a very good explanation on why certain things in time don't exist. Like, the, did that gap in time where nothing was reported take place during the Black Plague? Because I would imagine that people wouldn't be writing a lot during that time in history. You know, I don't know. I We, we could probably Google it real quick, but I, I would say that the Black Plague really only took place over a, a pretty short window of time. I don't think it was a 300-year epidemic. I think it was just like it swept through the world and just knocked out like a third of the population and then just kind of died off. You know how the, the Black Plague kind of slowed down and, and, and kind of fixed itself? is because there wasn't enough people to kill anymore. Yeah. So just there was like there was just more space and people weren't as crowded together so the 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 disease stopped spreading but i don't think it was like a 300 year thing the what we've always been told in history is is this time called the dark ages and the dark ages were between when the roman empire fell and then when uh the renaissance hit like the 1400s like everything in between there was just like straight garbage just like a terrible like thousand years of just like garbage I'm saying that it's possible that the Dark Ages feel so dark because there's not a lot of history written down because it didn't happen. It wasn't as long as people think it was. Yeah. Like it, was three, it was 300 years shorter than people think it was. So when you think about it from that perspective, more stuff did happen. It just someone artificially spread it out to make it seem like less stuff happened. Yeah. And on top of that, like everyone knows that history is written by the winner. You know, yes, and whoever was in power or could put their history book into more people's hands is the one that had the accepted history. You know, and there's so much history that's even recent that is debated. You know, yeah, you really can't take every. I mean, we have to accept certain things as historical fact if there's enough archaeological evidence to back it up. But the truth is, I mean, nobody's the average person isn't double checking. A lot of history. There's just some things that we accept as fact. You know, we have many more resources than like to at our disposal to fact check if we wanted to, and you know, we could do digging on the internet, historical records. We could go to the public library and look through you know old records to make sure that you know. All right, is there a lot of witnesses? Like, it would be a crazy conspiracy if like everyone collectively lied about this thing happening. But in 600 AD. It's pretty easy to just make stuff up. Yeah, like, especially like right after the, maybe not right right after the calendar had been created, but soon after. Like it would be pretty easy to just be like, oh, I made that thing, but uh, you know what? I think I screwed up and I'm going to change the day. Yeah. You you know? can, you or can, or I, I hate Mondays, so it's going to be Thursday now. Take that. Yeah, ah. You can totally do it. Yeah. I mean, they made up a new calendar. Like, so I, you know, I was reading 
uh, it was some like random Reddit thread about like someone was mad that like, you know, um, how's it go? I'm just thinking of all the, the months, like October, November, December, they're like eight, nine, and then it just goes 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Because OCT OCT is like 10. Yeah. November, NOV is like nine. So it goes 10, nine, 12, right? Or something like that. Or, yeah. So it's because Julius Caesar decided that he wanted like a, a month for himself. So July became his month and they like, they like just changed the calendar to add a month for Julius Caesar. And then his son who took over as emperor after was Augustus. And he's like, I want a month too. So then they added August. Like yeah. just, they used to be 10 months and now they're like, no, nah, now nah, there's 12. That's crazy. You could just have that much power. You could just change the calendar for yourself. Like, I feel like what we need to have happen is like, we need Joe Rogan to bust on the wall right now and just be like, here's this guy who knows like why this is all baloney. But until that happens, like it's perfectly plausible to me and it's cool to think about. Yeah. It, anything, anything's possible. We can't, we can't be sure that, the calendar is 100% accurate. It would actually be a miracle if the calendar is 100% accurate. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, but, but then on the, other thing, on the other hand, there's things like the pyramids and like so many things that needed to be like so architecturally exact and they are, you know, or like things that are like things like Stonehenge that were built like who knows when that are still there and things that we built like six months ago are, you know, falling over. Yeah, it's true. It, 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 and there's so much more that so much history that has definitely been erased from yeah. time. Oh, that, no you know what I mean? And so we're only left with pieces of the story. You know, and I, I always think about that when, you know, if you think about like if an apocalypse hit, hits and like humanity's destroyed and w- there's no one left alive to tell the story of like how things were. But then a new race, you know, a new species comes to become like, you know, is the word sentient? Like, yeah. What's the word? With, like, and they find artifacts. What if they only find like a big stockpile of like, you know, in sync CDs, you know what I mean? <laughs> and they'll just think that all of human, the whole, all of human history, they, people looked and dressed like Justin Timberlake in 1999. You I know what I mean? Like they won't know any other context. They won't know about the middle ages. They won't know about uh, the Roman empire and all the, the, these, you know, crazy achievements. All they'll know is in sync music. Right, like that. That's and I'm I'm exaggerating that they would only find one artifact and be in sync CDs. But that's kind of how history gets remembered. Like whatever is found, whatever's dug up becomes the story. But there could be another piece dug up tomorrow that like changes the whole course of of what we think happened. You know what I mean? Well, there's there's this thing I was reading about that um, the Voyager probe that went out into space years ago. Right, they put a they put a couple of things on that uh, probe that in case they encounter alien life, they'll have um, like something to show for humanity being on Earth. So it's like a like an heirloom, not, not like a time capsule, time capsule. Very yeah, much yeah, so. The, yeah. Right. And the, the two things they put onto this uh, probe are there's a uh, like a brass or like some kind of metal etching that's on the inside of the, the probe. And it's very, very simple. It's like uh, a small graph of where Earth is in relation to the sun. And then it kind of like points like we are here, you know? Yeah. And then there's a a picture of two humans. There's a male and a female. They're both naked. 
the male's waving and the female has her arms at her side. And then there's like a, there's like three or four other symbols that I, I don't recall what they're, they represent, but one of them is like, um, showing that like we're advanced enough scientifically to know how like certain particles are arranged. And, uh, there's one other thing on there. And then there's also a, a record because this thing went out in the 1970s, right? So there's a record that's plated in gold. So it's, it would last through space. Yeah. And if they can figure out how to play the record, there's like a voice recording that says like, Oh, if you found this, this is who we are. This is where you can find us. And here's like a couple of pieces of music from our cultures, you know? And what are the songs? Oh, they're like, um, it's like classical music. Yeah. It's like classical music from a different, from different parts of the world. So there's like Japanese Kodo music. There's symphonic music from Europe, you know, things like that. Uh, I, I was hoping it was going to be like, mo, mo, mo. How do you like it? How do you like it? <laughs> it's going to be in sync. Yeah, it's going to be in sync. It's an in sync record. Well, if it went out in like 1999, there's a good chance yeah. it, it could have been. But to your point, like, that's all that uh, an alien race might find of humans because who knows how long it's going to, like, so far, Voyager's made it, like, uh, you know, close to out of our solar system you know which is pretty far it's got a long way to go though i mean yeah it does but but who knows yeah and it's just it's crazy because it's it happens on a on a much more um micro level just in regular life how say you're someone from i don't know you're from kansas and you grew up on a farm and and one person from new york moves to your town randomly and you meet that person however that person is you're gonna think until you get more context, you're going to think everyone from New York is like that person. Oh, yeah. we. I mean, I'm sure with the band being on tour, you encountered that a ton, right? Oh, yeah. I think we. one of the cool things that happened when we were on tour uh, was you can tell that people, we change people's perceptions of what New Yorkers are supposed to be like. Because I think there's this like clear def- definition of what like someone from New York specifically not Manhattan, like either from Brooklyn, Queens or like Long Island, you, you expect us to be like very Guido-y or like Jersey Shore or something like that. And then you meet us and we're like punk rock dudes in a band um, living in a van, you know, and, and yeah. it, it like throws off the whole perception. Uh, but you can't blame people for, you know, taking whatever in- information that's available to them to make a, a kind of an informed opinion on what they're they're going to be like so take that and magnify it in a situation where like say you know the universe um the you know the humanity goes extinct and they find artifacts like whatever they find hopefully they find good stuff that we've done but they could find really dumb stuff you know oh yeah they're gonna find jenko jeans and like (laughs) copies of et for atari back in the bottom of a landfill somewhere exactly (laughs) so like I don't know. That's just a crazy thought. But anyway, you guys may be noticing that there's only two voices on the show today. Um, that is because our, our our great friend and co-host, Eric, is uh, down with the flu. Um, actually, he's got the flu and a sinus infection, so he's got a, he's got a double whammy. Yeah, he's trying to keep us healthy and uh, stay away from us, although he's going to be uh, phoning into the show at a later point. So, You think it's the bird flu or the swine flu? I think it's actually a combination of both. It's some kind of uh, avian porcine. It's a flu. bird. It's a bird with human arms flu. Yes, it's a bird with <laughs> arms flu. That is my favorite thing ever. The birds with arms. Can you tell everyone what that's all about? Y'all have to Google the word "birds with arms" and then hit the image search on Google, and it's going to come up with hundreds of images of 
photoshopped birds that have human arms on them. And they are so funny. There's so many of them. When Jones first told me about this, I was like, how is that funny? I don't get the joke. Uh, but then I, I fell down the uh, Google rabbit hole. And the more you look at them, the funnier they get. You could look at them for hours. There's, I don't know how many of them there are. Like, Do people gif them so that they're like animated? Because if not, we should make one. You know, I've never seen one, but I would love to see a bird with arms. Like we animated. That. Yeah. So Eric is down with the flu. Uh, he's like real bad. So... Uh, but the show would not be the same without him. So in a little bit, we are going to dial him in. Uh, so he will be joining us remotely through FaceTime. Uh, and we're going to do... What, do we, what segments are we going to do with him? we do trivia? We have a trivia segment. Uh, nice. We have a recommendation segment that we have on the docket. Nice. The Cerberus docket. Nice. And uh, and that's, that's perfect. All right. Yeah. So we're going to do recommendations, trivia with Eric uh, through FaceTime. That'd be cool. We haven't done that yet since we've rebooted. We haven't dialed someone in. This will be a good warm-up for uh, when we have other guests on. Yeah, and, and years past we've done it, but this is the first time we're using this system, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Very excited to try it out. I am very excited. Uh, so we always want to continue to improve with the podcast. And so every week we've been getting lots of feedback from different uh, listeners just telling us things that they like, things they don't like, and sometimes just... You know, opinions about things that we've mentioned on the show. This week, we didn't really get a lot of feedback about just like how to make the show better, but uh, we did talk significantly about how much we love eating at 7 Eleven last week. Yeah, we did. Uh, we had one listener who was very upset that we talked all about 7 Eleven food, but we didn't mention taquitos. Which is a major undersight on our part. That was a big miss. Or oversight? Is it oversight? Oversight. Or is it? I think oversight. It's an oversight. Oversight, yeah. yeah. Major oversight. Because. I've had many. I, I'm I'm on a long and storied career of eating taquitos from Seven Eleven. Yeah, taquitos are they're a staple. They're the backbone of Seven Eleven. Yeah, it's like like as if there's like an upper echelon of food that you can get from Seven Eleven. That's at the very top of the tier. Oh yeah, like the the big bite hot dog is way at the bottom because those things are disgusting, and then, and then it moves up like pasta salad, sandwiches. I don't know. Do you count Slurpees on that list somewhere? I would put them in the uh, in the refreshment slash dessert section. You know, I just thought of something. Is Seven Eleven a tapas restaurant? <laughs> I think it is. It's small plates. It's all small plates. Delicious tapas. It is a Spanish tapas place. Yeah. Uh, so we apologize to the audience for not talking about taquitos. I want to mention a predecessor to the taquito. A uh, you would say the trailblazer that that kind of set the path for the taquito to ever exist, and that is the bakery stick. I wish they would bring the bakery stick back. The bakery stick was I would I liked bakery sticks so much when I was younger that all my childhood friends took notice, and bakery sticks actually was one of my nicknames at one point. <laughs> like that's how bad it got that my nickname was bakery sticks and. Uh, I'm shocked that they don't have them anymore. They used to sell them. They've been replaced with the taquito, which is delicious. But the bakery stick, I think it was better. It was, yeah. it was more uh, it, like the taquito seems like a rolled up taco kind of thing. Like it's got, it's like a rolled up tortilla shell. Whereas the bakery stick was almost like. Um, it was like doughy, right? It was more doughy. It was like a hot pocket. Yeah. Bakery stick was like a, a hot pocket, but in the, in the shape of a breadstick. 
I had a my brother's friend uh, growing up worked at Seven Eleven around the corner from my parents' house, and I would have never eaten food from Seven Eleven ever if this guy hadn't been like, "No, you got to try those. Like they're legitimately good." Like, I'm you know he made them all the time for himself, and I went in and I tried. I, th- I think I tried the pepperoni pizza bakery That's a stick. Good one, yeah. That was oh, that was the best. One time. This, this is a true story. I wish Eric was here to, to to hear this one. Maybe when we call him in, we'll we'll tell him about this one. So Eric and I were on our way back from visiting some friends in Maryland. And on the way up from Maryland to New York, we stopped in Philly. And the specific reason we stopped in Philly was to get cheesesteaks. Yeah. And this was pre-GPS days. So we were like, had to like ask for directions to find the cheesesteak places. We were looking for Pat's and Gino's. Now that I've been to Philly a bunch in my, in my old age, I, I realize there's a million places you get cheesesteaks that are even better than Pat's and Gino's. Uh, but we wanted to go to the, the famous places. So we go and we, uh, we're driving around and we get lost and we can't figure out how to get there. So we ask a few people for directions and we're in like very sketchy neighborhood and everyone we ask for directions seems super friendly and tells us like, yeah, you go this way, you go this way. Uh, every time we stopped and got directions, we realized that they were messing with us and just giving us wrong directions on purpose. Oh, no. So we spent... Now, think about it. You're, so the drive from Maryland to New York is, say, about four hours, give or take. We spent an hour and a half, maybe an hour, hour and a half, uh, trying to find these cheesesteak places. At this point, it's like midnight. And we're like, we got to get home. So like, we got to give up soon. So we finally just can't take it anymore. We also both have to go to the bathroom. So we stop at a 7-Eleven to go pee. And we're like, we're going to just give up. And, and as we're, 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 we're going uh, to the bathroom, we notice in the, in the case, in the front, Philly cheesesteak bakery sticks. Oh, Me man. and Eric look at each other. We're like, close enough. <laughs> we got two each. <laughs> and we ate Philly cheesesteak bakery sticks and then drove back home to New York. <laughs> 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 you went out of your way for bakery sticks. That's great. We went. We spent an hour and a half, maybe an hour forty-five, just to eat bakery sticks from Seven Eleven in Philly. <laughs> but uh, so that is really the only feedback that we had this week. Unless you had something, did you hear any any other feedback that you'd want to share? Or you're pretty good. No, I mean everyone that I've talked to that's listened to the show thought it was pretty quality. Nice, nice. All right, so that brings us to something else I wanted to. Uh, just talk to you about Jonesy and, and definitely something I want to talk about with Eric next week when he's back in the studio is what are some other segment ideas since we've launched this reboot and we've done, we got, you know, four or five episodes under our belt. Uh, what other type of segments do we want to pepper in to keep it, you know, to keep it fresh every week? So I have a few suggestions I want to run by you. I want mm-hmm. to hear your thoughts. And right. I'd love to hear if you have any, anything you'd like to do. So, you know, we always talk about uh, things that are, are trends that should be retired, right? Which I think is a great segment. Yeah. Uh, what if we did the reverse? Like, let's make this a thing. You know what I mean? And we'll, and we'll come up with the idea on the show and try to see if we could turn it into a trend. Is that, is that too ambitious? I'm all about that. Give me an example. Um, so you know how people call tidbits of information like it's like oh that's a tidbit of information yeah and you also know uh when you go to a a pub and you order food you can order chicken tidbits or steak tidbits yeah which are like a smaller piece of the meat on the sandwich yeah so whenever i hear the word tidbit 
So when someone says, oh, that's a nice little tidbit, I think of food, mm-hmm. right? So I make that connection. So I, I, from time to time, will say, whenever I give someone a, a fun fact, so I'll say like, oh, did you know that 300 years in our, in our history was completely made up? People are like, wow, really? And I'll say, yeah, chew on that tidbit. <laughs> so I want to make that a catchphrase. Is that, is that, is that never going to happen? If you guys could see Jones's face right now, he's so disappointed in me. What do you think? I'm, I'm flabbergasted. I don't is that know. bad? I'm, no, it's not. I don't think it's bad. I think it's going to need an explanation almost every time you say it to somebody, though. Really? Yeah. So if you, if you said, you know, oh, my God, I can't believe that you just told me that crazy fact. And I was like, yeah, man, chew on that tidbit. You'd be like, what? Like, it's not like it doesn't make sense. Like, it makes sense. But at the same time, like, I don't know if everyone's going to make the same connection that a tidbit is like a steak tidbit, you know? Yeah. That's a problem. You have to understand what a steak tidbit is, I guess. But if you say it in context, even if, even if you don't know what a chicken tidbit or a steak tidbit is, it still makes sense on its own because you're saying like, chew on that, like ponder that thought for a second. You know, when people chew the fat, that's the like, people are just like talking and, and, you know, pondering. So you could say, you know, chew on that tidbit. So yeah. even if you don't know the food reference, it still makes sense. No, a little bit. It makes sense. Uh, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> you can you're try just, it. You're just so disappointed in me. I could see it in your eyes. I'm, I'm trying not to let you down, Pump. <laughs> I'm doing my best. <laughs> that's like the face that you gave me was the same face uh, I, I got from my parents when I told them that I wasn't going to get a job after college, but I was going to go on tour <laughs> with my band. Like that same exact face. Okay. Like I'll be, I'm not I'm not mad, I'm disappointed. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I just expected more from you, you know? You know, we just had high hopes for you and like this is all you got, you know? All right. So, another segment idea I had was um bad things that we love. Now, think about this for a second. We have a a going, you know, personality theme across me, you and Eric. Uh and that that personality theme and it's not manufactured for the show which is real life we love a lot of things that are classically not good we also hate things that other people think are great like me and eric hate led zeppelin which blows everyone's mind but we also love things that like you know on paper probably not great for example eating food from 7-eleven like technically i know our love for it but to the outside world, 7-Eleven food is not considered, you know, quality cuisine. Oh, no doubt. So that yeah. would go under the category of bad things that we love. Yeah, I, th- I think um, to, to you and Eric, you, you guys are more outward with that than I am. But at the same time, there's plenty of things that I think are a guilty pleasure. You know, like I, I think that I, I get the whole Led Zeppelin thing. Like, I don't agree with it because I grew up with them. But if you. Well, that's good things that we hate. That could be another segment. Yeah. Like, that, like, I get. But I grew up with them. Like, uh, you and Eric didn't have parents that listened to them a bunch, I feel like. Yeah, no. My parents listened to um, Rod Stewart, uh, the sound of a cigarette burning down to the filter, <laughs> <laughs> and Neil Diamond. That's about it. Yeah, so like that, like when you hear like a dude like screaming like, oh, squeeze my lemon until the juice comes out, like that doesn't make any sense. No. Like that's stupid. Like I get that, <laughs> you know, I get that totally. Yeah, I think that could be a, a good segment because it, it's essentially a guilty pleasure segment, 
but we have to really think through what is what is object objective objectionally what's the word objectively 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 bad yeah right so i got one and I, it, it's because i watched it last night and i thought about it and i was like i gotta bring this up on the show last night it was like two in the morning i was flipping through the the you know like the high up cable channels like when it's like you know cinemax four you know it's like where they put like their their b-reel yeah, yeah. um the movie wild hogs was on you ever see that the motorcycle movie with John Travolta and a bunch of those other guys, it's Tim like Allen and all that? Tim Allen, John Travolta, William H. Macy, and Martin Lawrence. Okay, yeah. And and like these are like they're like poser motorcycle gang. Like they like there's four like regular guys. They work in like they were like a software company, you know, they're like white collar dudes and they also like motorcycles. They like start a, a gang called the the Wild Hogs and just go for a ride, but they end up getting in like uh beef with a real motorcycle gang. Uh, headed up by Ray Liotta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, on paper, it's a bad movie. It's a stupid movie, but I enjoyed the crap out of it watching it last night at two in the morning. I was also a little drunk off of <laughs> off of whiskey, so that might have helped it. But I was like, "This is a, I'm enjoying this, and I know it's a bad movie, but I love it." See, I, I gotta say, and I I don't know if I watched it recently. I remember during the, the first viewing of it. Saying to myself, like, oh, this isn't the worst. Yeah. I hate some of the actors that are in it, but only because of other movies they've been in. Like who who, who, do, you, who do you not like? Well, Travolta has, like, an up and down pattern. Like, Travolta's in my favorite movie ever, which is Pulp Fiction, but then he's been in things like Battlefield Earth and, like, countless horrible movies, you know? Yeah, he's a mess. Um, Tim Allen's in it, you said, right? Tim Allen's great, man. He's the, the Santa Claus. Yeah, but you see, the, the Santa Claus movies I can't take. Really? Yeah, I don't like them. I might have to say that the original Santa Claus movie is, is I'm going to throw this out there, possibly in the top three best Christmas movies. Wow, top three? Top three. Oh, man. We got we to gotta erase 300 years of history to go back to the, our Christmas episode <laughs> to go talk about this one. Oh, my God. No, I don't, I don't think that one's that great. But like, I like him on Home Improvement. I think his stand-up from the early 80s is pretty funny. Oh, yeah. So he's done some good stuff. Like They've all done good stuff, just like some some of it's questionable you know yeah that's fair like martin lawrence like everyone likes bad boys but some of the other stuff he's done like i don't really get he's been in a lot of good movies that are oh martin lawrence his entire catalog with the exception of bad boys and um uh his show martin yeah are bad things that i love (laughs) his literally every other movie he's in blue streak national security do you know any of these movies no all right, watch both Blue Streak and National Security. Great Martin Lawrence movies. They're terrible, like on paper <laughs> terrible, but they're hilarious. Blue Streak also stars Dave Chappelle, so it's, okay. worth, it's worth seeing. I'll give it a go. Um, so bad things that we love. I mean, I think there's, there's countless bad things that we love, and that could be a decent segment. Oh, yeah, because we could go on and on with this forever, I feel like. Yeah. Like, there's, there's some, especially Eric, like... Like, he's going to have a bunch. You're going to have a bunch. I'm going to have a ton that, like, might not line up with what you and Eric, like, usually talk about or have, like, fond memories of. But, like, that's where I come in. Like, I'm, like, the spice of the show. You are the spice. You are. Speaking of the spice, that hot sauce you got me two episodes ago. Yeah. Whew. Changed my life, my friend. Can I tell you a story about that? So, I got myself the same bottle, right? And I tried it. I poured out a little bit. I was going to try it on an egg omelet one morning. Me and my fiance are sitting at the table, right? 
and I dump out a little, little bit out of the jar, maybe like a, like a penny's worth onto the side of the plate. And I use my fork to take the sauce out of the jar, right? I wiped off with a napkin, the fork, and then I put the fork in my mouth to wipe it off again. Just that little bit of residue sent me through the roof. Oh yeah. Like it was like the cartoons when like the, the, the whistle goes off. And it's like, oh, yeah, exactly. You know, I couldn't take it just that little, little bit. So then a couple of days later, I had some friends over and we got some Taco Bell, right? And my one friend who's, uh, he's Guatemalan, right? And I said, hey, man, do you, do you eat spicy food? And he goes, oh, yeah, all the time. I love it. So I was like, oh, you got to try this hot sauce out on one of your tacos. As soon as I take the jar out, he's like, oh, I've seen that on this YouTube channel where I watch like people eat hot food. And this is one of the hottest ones. I got to try it. He dumps a bunch out onto his taco. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, no. Like a like hot that, sauce packet worth? Yeah, like, like a normal like mild sauce level taco of bell. taco bell sauce and i'm like oh no that's way too much oh my god you're gonna die he ate it no problem what like not not even a face and i'm like me and you have eaten some hot food together right and i think we've tried the hottest stuff like on paper like we have a high tolerance yeah and like there's plenty of times that we've eaten hot sauce where we knew it was hot but we like put on a face you know, like we toughed through it and we we're like, oh, no, it's not that hot. Yeah. This is a sauce that I consider to be not, that's not possible with. You can't fake it because your whole face turns bright red and starts sweating. Yeah. yeah. And this guy ate no problem. He wasn't sweating at all? No problem. No, no flushed pink face? His only comment was like, oh, that's pretty good. Oh, that's pretty hot. Wow. That's it. Dude, if I would have... We ate, need to get this guy on the show. If I would have ate that level of hot sauce on anything... I, you, <laughs> I wouldn't be on this show today either. Yeah, I'd, I'd be in the hospital along with Eric and everybody else. Like <laughs> I'd be done. I put that. I put that on soup. Like so, I, I was eating chicken noodle soup. Yeah, and I was like, I'm gonna put some of that hot sauce in there. Now, hot sauce, when it's at this level of potency, if you put it on like a chip or 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 you know just dip a wing a chicken wing in it or something, you could strategically like maneuver it in your mouth so that like it doesn't hit all the walls of your mouth so yeah. like it like it minimizes the, the the impact right when you put it in soup it coats literally every single orifice it, orifice is the wrong word like every little nook and cranny nook and cranny yeah, yeah, yeah. in your mouth and the burn continues for the entire bowl of soup and the oh. soup is already like temperature hot also yeah so that's like straight torture. That was a bad idea. I was like, this is, a, and I kept doing like that. You know, when you have, to, when, when you, it burns so much and like water doesn't help, beard makes it worse. Anything carbonated makes it like a thousand times worse. So you start like breathing deep in to get like the air in. Yeah. I was breathing in so heavy while eating the soup to try to like cool down my mouth that I got lightheaded. I basically got high <laughs> and I like almost passed out my soup. I was like, this is a terrible idea. Why did I do this? But the funny oh, thing is, like, I keep going back for more because I'm, like, addicted. It's delicious. I, I probably am going to try it again, but I, I feel like uh, the even the size of the bottle was too big. Like, there's too much hot sauce in there yeah. for me to ever use that level of hot sauce. It's called uh, Da Bomb. Yeah, D-A apostrophe bomb. Yeah, and then there's, like, a, like a picture of, like, a nuclear bomb being dropped. And if, if you ever see it in the store and you want to, I don't know, you're suicidal or something, yeah. go, like go pick up a bottle and give it a try because 
Actually, you know what? I take that back because it's not going to be enjoyable for anybody. It's it's too hot. Yeah, we do not recommend it. That is not not on our recommend list. But if you're daring and you like spicy food, I mean, obviously there are some people like your 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 boy who can handle it. Yeah, he's from space. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's crazy. He's got an asbestos tongue. That's crazy. Yeah, you know, we've tried a lot of and it's. It's really hot, but I've been thinking about it, like just, just to really put it in a category of all the spicy things we've done. It's really hot. It's like, it's crazy hot, but I wouldn't put it in the top because I actually can use it on food while it becomes quite an adventure. I could actually use it on food. We have some other stuff that we've tried that like you're not supposed to eat for well, f- like for food. Yeah. You're supposed to only do it on a dare. You have that, um, the, the pepper extract bottle, right? Oh, yeah, that's one million Scoville units. So that's how you measure the spiciness of food. Um, this hot sauce is probably like 300,000 maybe. That's what or, it is printed on the side. It's 300,000. 300, so my extract, you want to tell them about the extract? Is you've, you've had it many a time. The extract, uh, very clearly on the side of the bottle, states it is not a food product. It's an additive to food and that you should not use it as a condiment at all. And it's like this black liquid that I feel like if you put it on like a tabletop, it'll burn straight down like as if it's like a nuclear reactor going off. Yes. <laughs> and it's uh, that's very, very hot. We did make the mistake of putting it on chicken wings one time and uh, rolled around on the floor in agony for a little while. Oh, that was bad. That was really bad. So this is designed, this, this, this bottle is designed for restaurants to use so that they could say, have like a big crock pot filled with chili and then... Uh, take half of it and make it the spicy version. So when someone goes, do you want it mild, medium, or hot, or something like that, they could put like two drops into the big tub of chili to make the whole thing spicy. That's what it's, de- it's designed for. It's, a, it's for restaurants to use. I have it in my cabinet, and we use it like hot sauce. <laughs> and it, it has zero flavor, but it doesn't taste like anything. It just tastes like fire. <laughs> it tastes like you... This is the way I described even the, the bomb sauce. It tastes like unscrewing a light bulb that's been on for a month and trying to eat it hot. Yes. Like it's, it's just, like chewing on glass. It's horrible. Yeah. We put that on, on already super spicy chicken wings once. Yeah. And I remember I took the first bite and I instantly got the hiccups. <laughs> like if you get the hiccups when you take the first bite of spicy food, you know you're in trouble. Like you know something serious is about to happen. <laughs> um, so... Well, that can be on the list of bad things that we love. So uh, bad things that we love. Super, super hot sauce. <laughs> yeah, torturing our bodies with super hot sauce. <laughs> awesome. All right. So, Jonesy, there's been a lot of crazy things in the news lately. Yeah, there have been, definitely. Uh, some just outrageous people being crazy, uh, usually in Florida. Uh, and then uh, some crazy science news. You mind if I share some science news with you, Jonesy? Hit me with, hit me with some science. Okay. So... This company, this research facility, was able to successfully connect three people's brains together through like a neural link. So they could actually like communicate through brain waves, three different, three people. So you had sent me this article and I read it prior to the show. And uh, the only thing I was trying to figure out was how do they do this? From what I read in the article, and I don't, I'm not sure I fully understand all the technical scientific jargon, but they essentially use your brain waves and understand the patterns of your brain waves. Uh, and they can map if they keep 
track and record all of your brain waves while you're doing stuff, they could understand, they could map it back and understand what your brain waves look like when you're doing that certain thing. So every time, right now I've been drinking coffee while we're sitting there. Every time I take a sip of coffee, my brain, you know, does a certain pattern of, of you know, like shoots like electrons or whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. Are they called electrons? I don't know. For this Synapses. conversation. Yeah, for this conversation, they're electrons. <laughs> and so every time I take a sip, there's a certain pattern that happens in my brain waves. Yeah. If they keep track of those, next time I have it, the computer could say, oh, last time I saw this pattern, you were drinking coffee. We have it mapped as coffee, so we assume you're drinking coffee. So what happens is I take a sip of the coffee, the computer understands that, that, that pattern of brain waves, and then shoots it over basically like via text message to your brain. Yeah. And then your brain like uh, intercepts it and says, oh, Chris is drinking coffee. So I think that's crazy, man. I have a I have a condition called sleep apnea, right? And every so often I have to go for a sleep study and they hook you up to all these uh, like electrodes and diodes and all that. And it's a crazy number of things they stick to your body before you have to go to sleep. And it, it's a little uncomfortable and all that, but after doing it a couple times, you get used to it. The level of information that they can get from just that is unbelievable. Like they can like... They tell you to move your eyes to the left, right, up and down to calibrate their machine. And they can figure out like when your eyes are moving, when your legs are moving, like what exactly is going on. Like they know when you're asleep and when you're not, even like if you're just laying there, you know? So they're basically Santa Claus. Yeah. And they know that I've been naughty or nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they check my stockings when I'm asleep. That's pretty awesome. Now, yeah. It's, it's crazy how much uh, they could figure out just by... You know, it's funny because we don't really fully understand yet how the brain fully works. We know, you know, base, like very simplistic, but we are able to track your brain waves and the patterns of your, like the, your eye movement, for example. And we can map that like that. We're sophisticated enough to be able to do that. So we don't even know how it's all working, but we can decipher what's happening a little bit, which is pretty cool. And so now these people are taking this and like the implications for this, it's like, man, we could, it's not crazy to think that a hundred years from now, we don't even have phones, but we literally just think to ourselves like, um, Hey, you know, you wouldn't have to say, Hey brain, but like, you would just be like Jones, um, why don't you come over at seven 30? We'll go grab a drink. Like I could just say that like in my brain, in my head and you'll hear it. Yeah. I think that's. From what I was reading in this article, they what they were doing was they, they were playing a, a Tetris game with their minds all together, yeah. and that they would have to decide whether or not to rotate the brick. So I'm, I'm sure everyone's played Tetris. There's no need to explain that. But like you, you how know. do you how do you play Tetris? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> well, you get yourself a TI calculator and you go back to high school and ah. you sit in a little thing and disregard the class. You just described four years of <laughs> math class for me. <laughs> But I think that's unbelievable that they can do that. And it looked to me like um, the more specific question I was asking was, do they actually have to like open your skull up to get to your brain or not? And it doesn't look like they have to. It looks like they can do that through like wiring the sticks to the skin, which is like, that's unbelievable too. Yeah. They could just like put a helmet on your head or like those electrodes and, and, 
and diodes, I think they're called or something. Yeah, like man, that. we're not far from Fortnite in our brains, man. Oh, imagine we could play Fortnite without needing PlayStation. Oh, that means you could play at work. I mean, I already do play at work, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. We have we have another crazy science one, um, and then I think this should be our last news topic, and then maybe we'll call Eric. What do you think? That sounds very good. Yeah. So, do you know what CRISPR is? Have you ever heard of CRISPR? The the DNA type of deal? Yeah, it's basically, I don't know all the details, but essentially uh, scientists have figure out, figured out how to isolate specific uh, you know, DNA elements uh, to figure out like what causes what. Like this, this piece, this you know, string of your DNA will make you, you know, blonde haired, blue eyed, or whatever. And can actually, they've actually come up with technology that could alter the DNA. So you could essentially engineer the DNA of an embryo to make a human however you want it to be. Like once they figure out all the, all the technology, they could, once it's like fully mastered, they could say, hey, Jones, you and your fiance want to have a kid? Uh, do you want them to be, uh, to never be bald? You know, bald? Do you want them to be really tall, blonde hair, blue eyes, whatever you think is like the ideal human, right? You could like pick it and design this, the kid. Wow. Yeah. You want to hear it? it gets more messed up. Yeah. There's a lot of ethical issues that need to be worked out about this, right? Because we could end up with a race of like lit, literally everyone on the planet can be the same the same design essentially and then if you don't want to do the genetic ed- like editing or whatever it's called like dna editing your kid's going to be disadvantaged like if everyone makes their kid super strong and smart and like has like amazing qualities and you're like nah i just want my kid to be like normal and like natural whatever comes out comes out yeah. your kid's going to be disadvantaged for their whole lives so it makes it basically forces the entire population to do it well, I think right. the I think the bigger problem with that is that we don't really know what we're doing. So, like, yeah, like we could make you like resistant to a certain virus, but then some other virus might come along that now we're we've removed that part of our DNA. Maybe that could take advantage of that removal. Oh yeah, you know that. I think that's the bigger thing is that like by making us resistant to one thing, we might open the door up that we don't. You know that happens all the time. Like we're, with everything you ever do, like oh yeah, the number of changes that could occur just because of one decision. You know. Oh my God, yeah. So and and hold that thought because I have something I want to talk about when it comes to the the downstream butter that's called the butterfly effect of, of certain decisions. Um, while ev- all these scientists are, are are you know debating the ethical consequences of this you know DNA editing, some rogue scientist in China actually just went and did it. And just and edited the DNA of two twin girls, and he did it. Funny enough, for a good reason to make them resistant to HIV. And their father, biological father, happened to be HIV positive. So the thought was, if we edit the genes for this for these kids, then they're they're less likely to to get the disease. Um, you know, and and the scientific community flipped out because this is like so unethical uh, because it hasn't been thought through yet. And there's, you know, and, and, and all this stuff, but the kids came out and apparently they're, they're healthy and fine, but it's like, it's basically setting off 
a chain of events. Like if this guy did it once, you know what's going to happen. People are going to do it more and more. And to your point about diseases, like we could really screw things up here or we can make a, 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 like we could change our species. We could basically control our own evolution. That's the best way to think of it. Yeah. Which like in, in a, in a vacuum, that sounds like a great thing, but in, in practice, I'm sure that we're going to find a way to screw that up. Like well, that's just the odds are against us. Yeah, and even from a, a biodiversity perspective, we want to make sure that there's enough diversity in our species so that if something, so the next black plague comes out, some people are just going to be naturally resistant to it and others aren't. So our species in totality will hopefully survive. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if, every, if we genetically edit everybody and, we, and, and there becomes this like in-style version of what the perfect human is supposed to be like, that become we become very at risk if everybody's got that same genetic makeup or similar genetic makeup. So, thought that was crazy. This rogue scientist is uh, caused like serious uh, backlash right now. This is game changer. Um, so, and I was reading that he's under some kind of arrest, and that that might be like kind of unethical too. Like, has he has he committed a crime that's so heinous that he's got to be jailed? Yeah, you know, I, it's weird though with with these rumors. Like, it, uh, there are some news outlets that are reporting that he's been detained, but there's other ones that are saying that might not be true. It might be a rumor. So, we'll see how it all plays out. But that's something that we should all be watching because that could. We're talking about changing our species. Like, yeah. this is a big deal. This is bigger than like the new iPhone that's going to come out next year. This is a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is it? <laughs> I'm uh, pretty maybe, excited maybe, about the iPhone. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Well, all right, this has been awesome, Jonesy, but there has been a void in our hearts and in our souls and our listeners' hearts and souls, and that's Eric. So I think we take a quick break. Maybe we'll play a little transition music for some of your synth wave that you've created. Oh, yeah, I love synth wave. And then we'll dial Eric in. What do you think? Let's do it. Awesome. Jonesy, I love your synthwave music. That one is so chill. I forget what the title of that one is, though. That one is called The Evil Dead, and I think that we've decided that The Evil Dead is going to be our outro song. Oh, is it? Yeah. Nice. I think, I like unless it. you've written something that you think is better. No, I mean, uh, I'm sure I'll come up with something better, but for the time being, that's a really good one. It's also a good transition. Yeah. Word. So we have a very special guest on the phone, Jonesy. Oh, who is it? I, I don't know. It is the one, the only... Mr. Eric Owen. Oh! <laughs> What's going on, fellas? What's up, man? How you feeling? Terrible. How about you guys? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're feeling better than you are, but you know, it is kind of uh, gloomy in the studio right now without you here. Oh, man, that means a lot. It's gloomy in my fucking bed, too, where I've been laying with the plague for the last week. Yeah, what's it like having the plague? It's, it's pretty awful, man. I mean, it's better than they make it out to be, but it's, it's pretty terrible. You know, so... Um, whatever rat that bit you, um, <laughs> you should probably, you know, kill that rat. Um, so I, I lucked out and got the flu. And then on top of that, I got a sinus infection. So <laughs> literally from top of my head to my feet. Do you have any? Gone. Yeah, that's crazy. Do you have any like, um, like rings or like blotchy rings on your skin at all? Like blistering? I don't even, I don't even want to check. Um, you should check. Uh, cause if you have them. Uh, that's a, that's a good sign that you have the plague. 
Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to know if I do though. Also, yeah. It, did the when you went to the doctor? Did they just like stuff your pockets full of uh, posies or any other type of flowers? <laughs> yeah, and then and then we all fell down. Yeah, it was pretty great. Because yeah. <laughs> those are telltale signs that you have the plague. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like, hey, Eric. You know, we can't cure you. You're gonna die soon. You're gonna stink up the place. We don't have enough resources to <laughs> to bury your body. So we're just gonna stick flowers in your pockets to kind of cover up the smell after you die. I mean, how, I mean it's it's a good idea. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a very practical idea, but it's very insensitive. You know, like yeah. if someone walked over to you, it's like, oh man, you're totally gonna die, and your corpse is gonna stink. So we're just gonna spray you down with some perfume. <laughs> Yeah, but at, at so, that point of life, uh, sensitivity hadn't been created yet. So, yeah, it's true. People were much uh, more <laughs> badass in the in, yeah. the in the in the Middle Ages for sure. There was no like, there was no morals or like caring. It was that, that, no, <laughs> that no, didn't absolutely happen. Not. <laughs> <laughs> also, once you have, if you have the plague for a week, you're probably hoping to die. You know? Yeah. Like, you know how many sucks. people? There's so many stories about people like being buried prematurely because like they just people thought they were dead and just buried them. They didn't even like double check. They're like, he looks dead. All right, bury him. <laughs> they used to. I, I think there was like a, a point where they would tie a string to a bell. So if you did wake up in the grave, they would dig you back out. Yeah, I, that and that's actually true, which is crazy. I'm, and imagine how creepy it would be if you're like walking through the cemetery and the bell starts ringing. That'd be pretty great. Would you tell anyone? Or you'd be like, I don't hear nothing. They just keep walking. I feel like at that point, everyone was like, you know, had the fuck had high alert on for it. But like nowadays, you'd probably freak out and run away. Yeah. But oh, then man. you'd be like, oh, I think uh, John Williamson. I think he's. I think he made it. Yeah, I think he made it. Um, I, I might put this in my will. I might want a bell. I want a bell on a string just in case. Hey, you can't I'll take make, any chances. I'll make sure. Eric, I'll make sure it happens. It's on the podcast, so it's recorded history. So yes. I'm just saying, you have to make sure I get a bell. One hundred percent. That'd be awesome. So, Eric, the show before, um, you know, what before we called you up was, I think me and Jones did a pretty good job holding down the fort without you. I'm sure you did. You guys are consummate professionals. Yeah, but it definitely wasn't the same. You know, I think we, we were more, much more. Um, what do you think, Jonesy? Much more, just like. Sciency. It's a different flow. It's a different flow, but I feel like it's a good one. Yeah, but All right. you, you, I, I trust you guys. Yeah, hopefully we didn't, you know, burn the whole podcast down, and <laughs> hopefully we'll have listeners next week. We'll find out <laughs> when we do the feedback loop next week. I'm sure we're going to get a lot of a, uh, a lot of interesting uh, uh, commentary. Can't, can't wait! Can't <laughs> uh, wait! So we have two segments left in the show that we want you to uh, join us in. All right, what are we at? We have. The recommendation section. So we 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 figured we, we can't do the recommendations without you. Uh, okay. and, then, and then Jonesy has curated some lovely trivia questions for us. Ah, beautiful. And we can't really do trivia just two people because he would just be asking me questions and it'd be awkward. So yeah, it's, it's pretty weird. <laughs> so uh, that'll be good. So we're gonna dive right into recommendations. Uh, I know Jonesy has uh, a few things he wanted to talk about. I don't know if you're just gonna do one recommendation. No, just or, just that one. Yeah, so okay. so so, what is your recommendation for the week? I want to recommend the TV show Bandersnatch on Netflix. It's a standalone movie length episode of the TV show Black Mirror. It's friggin' awesome. Um, if you've never seen Black Mirror, it's like a, an anthology type TV show. Um, kind of like how like the Twilight Zone is. Like they're all standalone episodes. You can watch them in any order. And they all kind of have like an overarching theme of beware of technology. Like this is 
where it may be headed or like what the pitfalls of new technology could be. Um, super, super entertaining show. Very well written. Um, the plots change wildly from episode to episode. So that having been said, Bandersnatch is a is the first choose your own adventure Netflix program, meaning uh, a menu pops up at different points in the in the show, and you choose which path it's going to go down. And there's a surprising number of choices to be made during the episode that have different repercussions for the characters. Um, the the show is about a kid who wants to be a computer game programmer. And it takes place in the mid eighties and he, uh, depending on the choices you make, he's differently successful at how he makes his game. Like there's an, not to spoil anything, but like you can go from like an awful game to a great game, but different prices are paid by the characters. Okay. And the being that it's a choose your own adventure, does that mean that, the story is completely different if you choose like A versus B throughout the show. Oh yeah. And it ends differently every time. Um, I think there's, you can end it one of several ways, but like the endings where they actually show the credits, I think there's like four or five endings. So it's like, but there's, there's multiple endings to the actual show. So there's multiple endings and then probably a ton of, in between differences. Like maybe the ending is the same, but in the middle, like, you know, he drives a, I don't know, I've never seen it. So he drives uh, a red, he buys a Ferrari instead of a Pinto, you know, or something like that. But at the end, the thing happens at the same. The same. So you get to like, once you finally get to a point where the credits can roll, it also gives you an option to go back to one of your previous choices and you can watch the, it unfold from there if you want to. And, uh, me and my fiance watched it and, uh, we did it a couple of times before we were like, all right, we got it, you know, and there are a couple of like Easter egg things in the show where like there's uh, props and things that are nods to earlier episodes in the series. So for like big fans, you'll you'll pick things out and you'll be like, oh, that's really cool. Like that's from that episode or whatever. Is it the kind of show that now that it's choose your own adventure, you want to watch it multiple multiple times and get and try to see all the different. If you don't sit there on the first viewing and sit there and really watch every single thing, yeah, you could very easily go back and watch it again. Which, In fact, I, I might actually do. Because you don't know all the endings. Wouldn't when, you well, have to see it at least five times to like enjoy I, it? I sat there and, and watched through. Like like I said, it'll take you back to a point where you can, it, like the, the branches path out. The paths branch out. Yeah, it's like the branches <laughs> path out. You, <laughs> I was like, why does that sound funny? Yeah, I was like, I, like, I couldn't put my finger on it. I'm like, I know that's not right, but I, I don't know if it's wrong. Yeah, you, you, can, you, can watch, you can watch from where the, the, the fork splits in the road. and uh, <laughs> The split forks in the yeah, road. And, and you can uh, make different decisions as you go along. So I, I think I watched uh, all but one ending. How, how many... How many choices do you think? And how, well, first of all, how long is the show? Totally. Well, that, that depends. You know, you could watch it for, like, I don't know what the shortest runtime is possible, but it, it's got to be around an hour. Okay. I will put it this way. I got to an ending with my choices in like 11 minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's And the show was like, 
the show was like, hey, maybe you want to go back to this area and change this. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> yeah. so funny. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm getting gypped, man. I want, <laughs> I want some more airtime here. Yeah, like I said, like, you can get to an ending quickly, but where the, like, there's only a few endings where the credits will roll. Like, there's only a couple endings where they're going to acknowledge that, like, okay, the show's over. Here you go. Okay. So you could you go back in, like, a loop and, like, if you keep making random choices you just get stuck in like the show never ends oh yeah you no can. no it'll always it'll always like bring you back to a certain point um where you would just choose the other path but what if you chose the same path that you did the first time would you go in an infinite loop oh i mean then, then then the next path you would change no i'm saying like if you wanted to go in an infinite loop you could theoretically not really because every path brings you to an ending of sorts got it I gotta try so, this. This is intense. It seemed, and and you could do it on the TV, like with like um like a regular remote. Choose your adventure yeah. with your remote. With your it's remote. right through Netflix. It pops up on the bottom of the screen. It gives you two choices, and you choose the select button on whatever whatever system's remote you're using. Yeah. So like I watched it on. I have like a smart TV. So on my remote, there's like a left and a right and up and down diagonal button, and like the, an enter button in the middle, and that worked. Oh, so you just like right. You know, like, but if you watch it on like a video game system, I'm sure you can use their controller. Or yeah, like whatever your way phone, you, you can just tap it. Yeah. Okay. It's fantastic. That's really cool. I got to try this out. I've heard a lot about it. Um, and it's just a cool, it's a cool idea to have choose your own adventure TV. Yeah. They need more of that. Choose your own adventure books when we were younger were so much fun. Yeah. And then like on top of that, even like in story of the, of the thing, like it nods to the fact that like you're watching like he's making a, a game that is a choose your own adventure type of game. Yeah, I don't want to spoil that part of it, so I'm not going to say much to like jump in. Yeah, but it, yeah, well, please. all I'm all I'm going to say is like it does nod to the fact that like, yeah. So it's it's like I believe the term people use is very meta in the sense that like yeah. yes yeah yeah yes. I like that. That's very cool. All right, that's a great recommendation. I will watch that. I have not been watching uh, much Black Mirror since. I think there was one episode uh, that I was at, like obsessed with. It was called, oh man, I can't remember what it was. It's like Janapero or something like that. San, San Junipero. It's my favorite episode from that show. What an amazing episode. So yeah, everyone should be watching Black Mirror. I need to watch more Black Mirror. I got to watch Bandersnatch and I might just watch San Junipero again just because I was. There's only movie. like 13 total episodes of the show. Because each season is only like three or four or five episodes, so you can it's you an can easy catch through it. Up. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. I gotta say, like my favorite episode was "Hang the DJ." That's, that's a great one. That's my second favorite. Yeah, that's a real, real good one. All right, Bang awesome. I'm, yeah, I'm, I, I love that wreck, Jones. It's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. I yeah, think man. it might be better than mine. Mine's a little bit more straightforward. Um, it's uh, another show on Netflix. It's actually called uh, Bodyguard. It's a British show. It stars Richard Madden. You may not know that name. That may not be a, a household name, but you would know his face if you watch Game of Thrones. He plays Rob Stark. Uh, it's a, yeah, it's really, really good show. Essentially, I'm not going to tell you the whole plot. It's it's pretty straightforward. From a like, it's like a crime thriller drama political, you know, type of thing where he is a bodyguard for like the secretary of defense, but he's a former uh, army soldier and he's very against the war. Uh, and he's lost a lot of friends. He has PTSD. So he's torn where he, his 
sole job is to protect the life of this woman who he can't stand because uh, she's been pushing for the war effort. And it's and she's you know she's like a, a she's a target an assassination target so like a, there's a lot of action a lot of craziness but the acting is fantastic and I have a weird I've been going through a weird phase the last year or so where I just want to watch shows that take place in other countries <laughs> I don't know why but like it it's that's fair enough Australian TV shows British TV shows it kind of reminds me of Luther in a lot of ways and Luther is one of my favorite British shows oh, of all time so good. So it's just a great, great, great show, um, and, and, and I recommend it. I got one other recommendation. It's not really a, a movie or TV show uh, recommendation, but it's a tech recommendation. There is a website. I don't know if you guys have heard of this. It's called Unroll, Unroll Me, unroll.me, mm. and it's a place where you can go, and you can type in your email address, and it'll show all the newsletters and mailing lists and all like junk mail stuff that you're subscribed to, and you get in one fell swoop, just unsubscribe from all of it. So if you're one of those people like me that gets like a ton of junk mail in your email, you could go on there and super easily unsubscribe from all those crappy newsletters. You may not even realize how you got signed up for them, but it's like, uh, you know, when you sign up for, you know, Netflix, they'll make you, they'll start sending you Netflix newsletters and, and it piles up over time. So I wanted to, you know, you know how else it happens? How? When you sign up for sites like unroll.me, and they sell your email address to other sites to send you newsletters. Oh, no. You think that's what they're doing? <laughs> I Eric, hope don't make, not. Don't make me paranoid, man. <laughs> All right. Guys, I take back the recommendation until I do more research. <laughs> don't use it yet. Eric's got me scared. So have you used the pump? I've used it. I love it. it it's It's been a lifesaver for me because I sign no. up. I'm the kind of guy, and I'm a... I'm a tech nerd so i try everything i download every new app and i may use it for like 12 minutes and then delete it but every time i download a new app and or sign up for a new website i pile up all this junk mail and it 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 gets unruly so i go in there and i could unsubscribe from like a hundred mailing list in in like by hitting one button and do you notice that there's less mail in your inbox now tons yeah yeah it works instantly okay because i'm gonna try yeah, definitely try it out. It, the thing is, it basically uses the functionality that is in the bottom of every newsletter. If you look in a newsletter, on the bottom, there has to be. It's part of something called the Can Spam Act, where you can't. it's considered spam if there's no way to get out of it. You go down to the bottom of the email, there should be a little unsubscribe button. But it's very annoying to do that one by one in all your emails as they come in. And then they make it. Go, you go to a website, and it's like, are you sure you want to unsubscribe? You're like, yes, I want to unsubscribe. And then they ask you why you want to unsubscribe. This skips all of that, and you could so you could you could unsubscribe from like a hundred newsletters in one shot. So I'm actually gonna do it later. Yeah, try that. Let me know uh, if they sell your email address. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they will. Yeah, probably. Um, and then, all right. So I got I got three recommendations. This is bad. I'm overdoing <laughs> wow. it. Wow. I'm overstaying my welcome here. This one isn't a, a tech. It's not. It's not a movie, TV show. It's not entertainment. It's actually a life philosophy. To add on top of Eric's life philosophy, which was, um, Eric, remind me, yours was today you, tomorrow me. And yes. It's, and it's about helping people and just pay it forward kind of thing. Uh-huh. Mine is stop, collaborate, listen. It's fantastic. Just think about it. Yeah. It's by a wise sage named Vanilla Ice. <laughs> and... and, <laughs> and uh, 
I saw this on LinkedIn, actually. Someone posted it. She says, stop, collaborate, listen. And I was like, oh, my God, that's the first line of Vanilla Ice's Ice Ice Baby. But if you I think- mean, look, Rob Van Winkle knew what he was talking about when he wrote it. If you think about it, that's not a bad way to, like, you know, live specifically, like, in business. Like, the three of us with our podcast, like, if, if every once in a while we just stop, we collaborate, and we listen to each other, you know, we're going to do great things, you know? I, I like where your head's at right now. So there you go. So that... That's my other recommendation. I mean, everybody just, stop, collaborate, and listen. Like, everyone's <laughs> got to know that Ice is back with a brand new edition. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> I wish we could play that song, but stupid <laughs> copyright laws and royalties. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you've, you've done so many recommendations. Yeah, what's yours, man? All right. I, I'm not going to do a recommendation. Uh, why not, I'm man? You're like do... Mr. Recommendation. Yeah, I know. And I'm going to change it up because we talked... Um, you guys talked both about Netflix things, which was pretty crazy. Yeah. So I want to do a little, I'm going to switch the segment up real quick. Uh, see what you guys think. I'm going to do something, uh, things that I think are overrated right now. How do you feel about that? Wow. Uh, well, I'm a little unprepared. So these are like anti-recommendations, like things that are getting more hype than they should. Yes. Yes. Okay. I have one, one in particular going with the Netflix theme that you both have started which I was unaware of before this even happened. All right, let's let's hear it. Fucking Bird Box. Bird okay. Box? That, wait, that's the... Um, that's it's the- a Netflix movie with Sandra Bullock, who still looks fantastic, by the way, that she doesn't age. It's crazy. She is not ugly. Um, uh, it's, it's like the biggest hype right now, and the memes from it are taking over, like everybody with blindfolds. Point of the movie is there's like... Um, a, a, a killer like i don't know if you can call it a plague or like a disease you don't really know what it is but if you look at it you kill yourself you you personally like commit suicide you personally commit suicide uh in like some fucked up way <laughs> like running into a fire or diving headfirst out of a window um, whatever it, it might be. Wasn't that the plot of the movie The Happening with Mark Wahlberg? Yes, which was another god-awful movie. So they basically recreated the bad plot of, a, of an already bad movie and called it Bird Box? Yeah, but at least in The Happening, they, sh- they tried to show you what the actual thing was that was doing it. And it was like Mother Nature getting her revenge. Mother Nature is a biatch. Okay, this, so... This, they don't ever tell you or show you. All right, so... And you watched it, and you did not like it. Okay, so it's been so hyped lately, like, on everybody's Instagram, people are posting about it on Facebook. Like, I've seen this thing all over, and everyone's talking about it. So, last night, it was, like, midnight, and I couldn't sleep. I was congested. And I'm like, ah, a two-hour movie. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it, you know? Man... I couldn't wait for this thing to end. That bad, huh? It was so terrible. And I don't want to like... Ba- bad acting? Bad story? No. What, like, what no. made it bad? Acting was fine. Um, Sandra Bullock's great. All the other actors in the movie were, were fine. It, just the actual story Boring. was so brutal. And there's one point. It's not, it's, it's not a spoiler. It won't ruin the movie. But about 15, 20 minutes in... Should we stop? Should we stop? And let people fast forward if this is going to ruin the experience. No, because it it doesn't ruin anything. It's just like something along the path. It doesn't it doesn't ruin anything for anyone. 
you already know that you can't look at the thing. So these people get it in their heads. They have to go to a supermarket to stock up on supplies. So they basically cover all the windows of a car and the backup cam so they can't see out of it. And they use the in-dash navigation to drive themselves to the supermarket. Like, that shit would never, ever work. That'd be in very difficult world, to do. In a world of chaos where there's literally cars and bodies skewed everywhere across the road, you're telling me that um, a bumper alert and a navigation <laughs> are going to get you to a supermarket and they get to the front door of the supermarket. Yeah, it would. It, it, you would have to drive two miles an hour. Uh, they were driving slow, but again, this entire city just fell victim to this. So there's no one else around. Every car is disabled where it was. Oh, that's so dumb. And they made it, and then they make it back <laughs> wow. into a garage. So is the far <laughs> is the far fetchedness of it what 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 threw you off, or was it just a whole plot? It was just boring. Like were you just not into it? Like just not uh, entertained? Up, up to that point, I was totally into it, and then that happened, and it just I couldn't suspend my disbelief like long enough after that. And they fucking lost me right there. Uh, I, I watched it last night too, Eric. And I got to say, my biggest problem is that they laid out a set of rules and then didn't follow the rules. No. And it, like they did the over thing where like everyone in the group is like way more stupid than a person would be in that situation. Yeah, they kind of have to always do that just so that they can. I, I mean, I've not seen the movie, so I can't even spoil it because I'm just making stuff up. But like they always have to have people do stupid things so that they can kill them off but that's <laughs> that's really so if they're all like in every horror movie like if if they if no one does that i'll be right back then like they and they all band together it wouldn't be a horror movie it would just be like an action movie you know see this, this you have to have the stupid people that like do the wrong thing and get killed this should have gone a different path though because it was only like you know six seven people in a house they all knew what was going to happen if they looked at it they all knew the rules we don't open the doors we don't open the windows like everything's covered and then, like, this one girl just, like, hears a knock and goes, opens it. Like, really? Really? Did you not just see everyone in your city die? Like, really? Oh, that's crazy. That is bad. You know? Yeah, that's just, you know, I, it, it's it's weird how, I guess this, this is the good thing about art in general and entertainment in general, like, how some people could think something is so great and other people could think it's so terrible. <laughs> this thing hit records on streams yeah. for Netflix. So everybody's liking this movie. Uh, there's a small pocket, it seems, of people that hate it. And, and Eric, you seem to be in that pocket. Yeah, like I thought it was brutal, overrated, and I do not recommend this to anybody. Use that two hours of your life to just like, just go outside, take a walk, like do something totally useful. Call your parents, tell them you love them. Anything. Call a friend. Do what? Draw a picture even if you're not an artist. I don't care. Do anything. <laughs> don't watch this shit movie. Like my, my biggest problems with it are so very clearly you stated you can't look at the thing otherwise you kill yourself. Are you guys that's spoiling? The only are you spoiling? No, no, I don't okay. think this is a major spoiler. Okay. The, the like halfway through the movie, there's like a, a whole new group of people that can look at the thing and don't kill themselves. It's yeah. like what the fuck? Like th the whole fucking rule is that you can't look at the fucking thing, and then there are people that do. And then <laughs> on top of that. The the last third of the movie was what got me. Like the very end is just like, come on, like really, like, <laughs> like come on, really, like no, come on. 
All right, so I will not be watching this movie. It sounds no, awful. Like, I feel like you need to because I need to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah, you got to watch. I'm scared. I'm going to like it, and then I'm going to. I'm going to. Uh, that's fine. I'm going to throw out the harmony of our show right now. I'd love to know why you liked it. See, that's why I don't. I don't care. It's not like without merit. Like the the, the acting's very good. I would say up to the last third of the movie, it's pretty. It's pretty uh, suspenseful, but it just okay. like it goes off the rails. Like they didn't know what to do with the end of it. It was just like Rah. okay. All right, I want to tr- I want to watch it, even if I hate watch it. Um, it won't be as good as when I watched Wild Hogs last night, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great movie! <laughs> it really is so good. And also, John Malkovich is in it, and I didn't know that. John Malkovich is in Bird Box. Yes, that was a nice surprise, and he's always terrific. Oh, that's good. So there you go, redeeming quality. All right, Jonesy, I think it's time for some trivia. Let's uh, let's get this started up here. Um, it's trivia. trivia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the lawsuits are pouring in. Uh, we we've been practicing. And wait, we made up that jingle. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right, so I have a I have a a, a theme of trivia that says I have six questions here to, to ask you guys, and uh, we'll see who uh, comes out the the victor. Since last week was New Year's, and we're oh still- my god, I just realized that what people's named Victor, their name means like winner. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> How did I not ever realize that? Just think about that, Jones. Like that's like a that's like a ballsy name to name your kid. <laughs> My yeah. kid's win- winter pomp, you know. <laughs> yeah. ah, all right. Anyway, sorry. Continue. All right. So I, I have six questions that uh, follow. Since last week was New Year's, and everyone has New Year's resolutions, I'm choosing to make questions that are famous reinventions. Okay. Famous reinventions. All right. I'm game. All right, and I feel like they, they start easy and they get harder, all right? So how are we going to decide who goes first here? Uh, Eric, Eric could go first. He's got, he's, got, um, he's got bird with arm flu. Yeah. <laughs> bird, birds with arms flu. Okay, Eric, here's your first question. Originally a Hollywood leading man in the 1950s, he went on to reinvent himself as a comedic actor starting with 1977's Airplane. Leslie Nielsen? That's correct. Woo! Well done. Well done. I was going to say Lloyd Bridges. Wasn't he in Airplane also, Lloyd Bridges? He was well, too. You, wouldn't that have also been, been a good answer? He, he was in Airplane. I, I, that was not the one I was looking for. But it would have been. Yeah, possibly. but he didn't like stay on the path of comedy like Leslie Nielsen did. That's true. Stop trying to make Lloyd Bridges happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> All right, Pomp. He was in Hot Shots, just saying. All right, All right Pomp, here you go. Let's hear it. What former Mouseketeer released his first solo album in 2002 titled Justified? Uh, Justin Timberlake. There easy, you go. Easy peasy. All right, tied up 1-1. You might as well have just given his name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so when Justin Timberlake was a Mouseketeer uh, in 2002, he released an album called Justified. Who was I just speaking about? Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, Eric. This one, this one, I, I think you'll get this one. It ramps up a little bit in difficulty here. <laughs> all right. Not all musical acts have successfully reinvented themselves, as evidenced by this band's 2011 release, Lulu, featuring the Velvet Underground's Lou Reed. Oof, that's a hard one. That's hard. That was my Bronx Tale impression. It's a. It's I a, haven't. It's a very big band, a very big rock band, and it's a mega bomb. Like to the point where like fans of the band don't know it exists. I have no idea. It is Metallica. 
Metallica, <laughs> Metallica had a uh, an album called Lulu. Yeah, with Lou Reed as the singer. I would have never known. Yeah. All right, Pomp, here's your next one. Sometimes a company reinvents itself with its products. What company started in 1923 as a school supply company before breaking into toys with 1952's Mr. Potato Head? Mr. So the company that makes Mr. Potato Head is the answer, yes. right? I want to say Fisher Price, but it could also be Mattel, and I'm going to go with Fisher Price. It's Hasbro. Oh, Hasbro. I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. I knew that. Dang it. Hasbro. All right. Damn. No bueno. All right, Eric. What chemical company, famous for their automotive paint, started out as a manufacturer of gunpowder in the 1800s? Can you repeat that? What chemical company, famous for their automotive paint, started out as a manufacturer of gunpowder in the 1800s? Huh. Automobile paint. <laughs> I, I would say that the chemical company is the bigger clue. They're the biggest chemical company on the earth. Huh. Can I steal? Yeah, that's, that's all you, my man. I only know one chemical company name, so I'm just going to guess that one. Dow Chemical? No, it's DuPont. Oh, damn it. DuPont? I was going to say Brondo. Brondo. <laughs> <laughs> Electrolytes. Well, that's a hard one. Damn! He's a, he's a, wow, Jonesy's hitting us with the with the with the with the hard facts here. All right, Pompeo. <laughs> I'm nervous. Sometimes people reinvent themselves into, into an entire different profession. Peter Garrett was the singer for what Australian band before becoming a member of the Australian Parliament in 2004? Peter Garrett was he a singer or what was, instrument did he play? He was the singer for this Australian band. Peter Garrett, Australian band. Damn it. I only know one Australian band, and the lead singer's name is Colin. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to not get this right. Peter Garrett. Peter Garrett, and he's Australian, and it's, he's, he's a politician now. Yeah. When was his band famous? Like what, what years? Uh, I would say it? like the mid-1980s. They were, they were kind of a one-hit wonder. I, I, can oh, I, I got it. Dexie's Midnight Runner. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Damn it. I no Can idea. I steal? If you steal, this will be for the win because I think you guys are tied. This is, is the last midnight question. Oil? It's Midnight Oil. Midnight Whoa. Oil. Look at this guy. Oh, beds are burning. That's so a great song. So I showed song. somebody that song who had never heard it about three weeks ago. And while showing the song, I looked at their Wikipedia to see what they were still up to. And that's how I knew that. Wow. Well played. I'm like, I was fully outplayed in this in this game I, I have no ill will towards you eric i am happy for you i congratulate you on a well-deserved win i'm gonna have to do some more uh wikipediaing before next week's uh trivia yeah, hey, man, you, what happens when we fall off the horse we get back on right that's right i'm pretty Don't happy work, with that trivia that, that, was, that was an interesting trivia well played well yeah played. that was good that was good nice. theme too how many questions was that six six questions six? Yeah. nice Awesome. Well, I think that concludes our show for today, guys. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, even though I couldn't be there with you. Yeah, no, I'm glad that we uh, have all this technology to make it work. (laughs) We're so fancy. I'm Uh, glad we're so good at things that we made it happen. Oh, absolutely. I'm glad that, you know, me and Jones didn't freak out like Garth when Wayne left Wayne's World. (laughs) Uh, 
and uh, we were able to kind of hold it together a little bit. So it was pretty nice. Um, all right. Uh, you know the deal. Actually, no, Eric, you do it. You're on the line. You could do it. All right. You guys know the deal. Follow us on Instagram, dinner for dessert. Uh, we decided we're not using Twitter and, and Facebook anymore, right? Just Yeah. Um, email us like my brother Tom does. Dinner for dessert at gmail.com. And uh, subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a review. We would love that. And uh, also subscribe on Spotify and everything else out there because we're on every single podcast streaming service. Yeah, the more subscriptions and downloads and, and, and whatnot, the better for us. So please do your, do your thing and hook us up. Help us out. All right. Word. Until next time. Bye. Peace. Peace.